0: For he's a goner by the time I get to Arizona. Chuck D. Welcome, one and all, to another fun, fantabulous episode of Thelonious Pundits. I am Kentad Spinsgaard, and along with me, as per usual, please say hello to Mr. A.J. Mass. Gonna hear the answer get wicked! Gonna hear the answer get wicked! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah, boy! Uh, This is a podcast about the television program Criminal Minds. Each week, we recap and take an in-depth look at an episode of the show, I have never seen this show before. So that's the kind of point of view I'm going to be bringing to these proceedings. Meanwhile, Mr. Mass has seen each and every episode plenty of times. Far too many times. (laughs) Far too many, I'm sure. Some of these episodes, seeing them more than once is far too many. Uh, Not this one, just in general. Yeah, so he's going to be bringing that perspective to the show to you. And let's get into it. This week, we are talking about season four, episode 10 of Criminal Minds. It is entitled Brothers in Arms. Sounds like we're going to be in real dire straits. This episode was written by Holly Holland and directed by Glenn Kershaw, originally aired on December 10th, 2008. AJ, I'm going to recycle a joke that I feel like maybe we've used before. (laughs) Much like Criminal Minds recycles premises that they may have used before. Sure. Uh, my alternate title for this show, I, I think you came up with this joke originally, is I Shot the Sheriff.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was trying to think of uh, a clever title for this. And originally, I was going to say and suggest Black and Blue because, you know, of the whole bruising and, and whatnot but yeah, Blue Lies Matter, Black Lies Matter, I, yeah, yeah, I don't want right, to go there. Right. So I, I just decided to just call it Blue. Uh, just Blue. like <laughs> it. Bodies turn blue. Cops are blue. I don't know. Brothers in Arms sounds a lot more like a soldier story to me than the, the, And, <laughs> I, know, and, I, and Military, I know the cops. Yep. Yeah, and the cops are in a war zone. I get it, but uh, uh, no, didn't really work for me as a title.
0: Yeah, I agree. So let's get into it. We uh, are going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) And by the time
1: we get to Phoenix, she'll be rising. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: And uh, we are in a cop patrol car. Two cops are driving along doing some kind of training day scenario (laughs) uh, with an older cop and the young rookie. And uh, the older cop is, you know, saying stuff to the younger one like, after they talk a little bit of basketball, they're talking oh, about- Oh,
1: yes, the, the hyper-local Suns basketball reference. Nash and like Okay, we get it. You're in Phoenix. Thank you for right. setting the scene. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: And so the older cop is like, well, all right, he stops. He speeds up and, and flies down the road for a bit. Then he stops the car suddenly, and he, and he says, okay, where are we? And the younger cop is like, what? because he doesn't he wasn't really paying attention. He gives him like some address. No, they passed that address blocks and blocks ago. <laughs> you got to be you got to know where you are at all times. That's the, the lesson here. Uh, I mean, it's a, it, it's
1: a fine lesson. I mean, uh, I think it would have been a lot funnier if like they had. Where are we? I-, I don't know. And then they would have been attacked by somebody. <laughs> and it really would have been the vet's cop fault for confusing <laughs> right. them. They couldn't order back up.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would have been much better. But no, what we're going to get instead is a call that's going to come in over the radio. And so uh, this team uh, answers. They'll report to the call. They go to the location. The call, I should say, mentioned it was for domestic violence. So it sounds like it's going to be a normal. Let's go check it out. Normal case that a cop. Yeah, you're going to gonna be alert, but you're not going to be like hyper alert. Exactly. So they get to the scene and it's a domestic neighborhood and it's kind of one of these things where the house is sort of like it's sort of like an alley on the side of a residential house that goes down in rows, you know, kind of hard to tell what's going on. Yeah.
1: I I say I say it's kind of there's like a for sale sign. <laughs> right on, on the on the front house, which immediately means okay, slow down a minute. Maybe this is a prank call. Yeah. Uh, immediately. It, 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 like, how many times on the show are they going to get the address and it's an empty lot or something? Uh, we've seen it time and again on this show. And that, that. Stay in the car. <laughs> it's a
0: trap. <laughs> Wait for a second. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, as they're getting out of the car, the younger cop actually forgot his flashlight. <laughs> so... Instead of uh, staying together, the older cop is frustrated and is just like, all right, he's going to go take care of whatever the situation is by himself.
1: Yes, Mr. Mister. Mister Always-do-it-by-the-book. Mr., yes. you, <laughs> you have to know where you are and, and follow the rules. All right, you go back and get your light. I'm going to go ahead into the dark alley just by myself when we clearly know that this is something's up here.
0: <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem to make much sense, but this is what we get. So the cop goes back to investigate, and unfortunately for him, our unsub, whoever it is, is back there. Obviously, we don't see him. He's in a hoodie or whatever, as per as per usual for this show. And unsub shoots the uh, uh, older cop, the younger cop. Oh, my God. Radio's in. Officer down. Officer down. Whole dramatic scene. But uh, he doesn't really have much time either because, unfortunately, our killer... Brazenly walks up to the uh, cop car and shoots down the younger cop as well. Yeah, I guess uh, lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that was Training Day, the movie it would have been it would have been ended much sooner, and <laughs> it would have been yeah. like, oh wow. And uh, the Oscar
1: does not go to <laughs> Denzel Washington.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, then we're we're watching the news. We see the report earlier this evening, Phoenix police force lost two of our own. Sergeant Manuel Rodriguez and Officer Thomas Kayser were killed in the line of duty. And we use that news report as a convenient flash over to the BAU conference room. And Agent Todd is explaining the case to our team of intrepid investigators. What's been going on is that three officers in the past four days have been shot. Uh, At first, the Phoenix police thinks that it's probably some kind of gang thing, which is normally the case. But Agent Todd says, no, uh, they actually think this case might be a serial killer. So they've asked us for our help. And the reasons for this is that all of the victims were killed in exactly the same way, shot in the neck, uh, which is a fact that the press didn't release. The Prentice says, well wait, get maybe there could be still a gang behind this. They're just trying to establish the same Mo. But that's not the case, they think, because actually Rossi points out they took trophies, the killer took the badges. So it looks like we're setting up a signature that looks like we're setting up for a prime BAU investigation.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you almost think that, like, uh, the, the cops there in Phoenix are just like, well, it could be the hole in that gang. No, that's too easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not put it, can't put couldn't possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they go into some dramatic lines, you know, oh, the entire city is on edge. And Prentice says, uh, we're going to kill those who protect and serve and no one feels safe. Yeah,
1: they got nothing to lead into the opening credits, so they had to like really dramatic this up even further by this really lame point of view from who is clearly unsub, around police officers driving by slowly with a gun in his car, but yeah. he hides the gun because he doesn't want to confront them in daylight. Ooh, spooky.
0: And of course, the, the cops look straight into the car, so... They've marked this guy already. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Yeah. And as you say, we, we go to our opening credits.
1: Criminal Minds,
0: Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds. It's Criminal So we are at the BAU jet flying in. We don't get a jet scene. We just get Morgan. We just get that so Morgan can voice over the opening quote, which is, we are all brothers under the skin and i for one would be willing to skin humanity to prove it ayn rand uh, what what what, what? <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> what what why are we in randing Wh- why <laughs> why uh, do you not understand the philosophy i'm i'm not going to get into it i'm not going to get into it but what a stupid choice for this particular <laughs> episode
0: <laughs> yeah uh, <sighs>
1: Gonna a, head
0: your way through Phoenix, Arizona spot police <laughs> drama. Come on, man. <laughs> we do actually have a little bit of a hot talking to Garcia scene here.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. this is just one of those things. again, I think this the script for this one probably came in at about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to pad, 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 but there is no reason after Todd just gave us the details of the case that they would get on the jet and Garcia now has new details of the case. <laughs> I'm like, that just right. wouldn't happen.
0: Her new details are mostly about the first cop that got shot. Uh, somebody came over at a DUI checkpoint and, and enticed an officer into sort of chasing them. And when he pulled the car over, then he shot the cop that in the throat. And so he lured the officer to his death. They wonder if it could be personal. Was it, you know, let's target specific officers. So they guess that's a good reason to get Garcia to find out whatever she could about the officers killed, see if they have anything in common. Maybe it has to do with who the victims were.
1: I found out that they all work for the Phoenix Police Department. Is that something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, again, this is something she would be doing anyway. The fact that they needed to tell us that she was doing this is kind of silly. Uh, did you notice that Reed kind of had a sore throat in this scene? Voice sounded really yeah. raspy. Yeah, he seemed like maybe he had a cold this week. Yeah, I mean, it's fine and, and not for nothing, but it's just kind of like, they, give him less dialogue, not more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the other important information that we get from Garcia is she gives them basically a warning that this week we're not going to have friendly cops. We're going to have cops that are resentful that the BAU team is there and they're probably going to be you know jerky about it.
1: Yeah, and her evidence for this is that, you know, she asked for some <laughs> information and they were like slow in giving it to her. I'm like, oh. I mean, she's not wrong, but okay, well, let's get on let's get boots on the ground first and then let's make that assessment. That's all. But, you know, then again, she's Penelope. Usually she can charm uh, the pants off a pantsless mannequin. I don't know. <laughs> okay and so <laughs> we'll we'll meet the, the panthless mannequin later
0: <laughs> yeah the mannequin is, is, is involved let's uh cut over to the police station and our team is arriving and uh Hotch is introducing the team agent todd is there the rest of the crew everybody's there except for garcia as usual the commander is like thanks for uh coming over but uh I'd like to have a word with you in private. He's talking to Hotch, and so yeah,
1: and, and and you know, this is uh, like I said, season season four is probably the most guest star laden season. Like they just they come fast and furious. And not that this is like a big big name of the commander, but Joe Buto from Murphy Brown, definitely someone that you would have seen on television a lot, especially on CBS. Uh, leading into you know the days of the show airing. It's been a few years since Murphy Brown at this point, but, hey, oh, it's Frank from Murphy Brown. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of that going on. And uh, as you said, he, he wants to talk to Hotch. Uh, and we see evidence quite, quite immediately that Garcia was correct, that the locals are not exactly yes. friendly.
0: Yes, we do. And, and another guest star. Okay, wait, sidebar. <laughs> I've been watching the the uh, fun show Poker Face, which I recommend to people out there. Absolutely want to watch sort of a Columbo esque murder. She wrote esque type of a uh, detective story. And one of the most exciting things about it, watching it week to week, because it's not all together, although you could probably watch, you could probably binge it now, but watching it week to week is guessing who the guest star is going to be because they do big name guest stars, or at least, Hey, it's that guy guest stars that it's fun to see every week. And this Criminal Minds has started to remind me of that. That is one thing I do have anticipation for. Who is going to be the guest star? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. Bullshit. You're lying. No,
1: no lies <laughs> detected. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. Uh, and immediately we meet the number two in charge at the station, Lieutenant Evans, played by Mark Pellegrino,
0: a.k.a. <laughs> Jacob from Lost. <laughs> exactly. And Mark Pellegrino is not happy to see the BAU team. He had just been talking to the officer's wife, and he gives a little snarky remark, oh, so I guess the FBI is here to save the day. So you know immediately, Mark Pellegrino, aka Evans, is is not gonna be helpful. And in the meantime, we cut over real quick to Hotch in Commander Mark's office. And the commander is saying it turns out he may have wasted their time because the ballistics came back. The guns were both 357 Magnums, but they didn't match each other. So looks like we're probably talking about two different shooters after all. And Hotch is like, oh, yeah, sorry. We, we already determined that's not the case, <laughs> basically. He's like, uh, we don't think so. And the commander's like, well, everyone here seems to think we're getting ready to start a gang war. And Hotch is like... I understand how you could see it. Look, look. And I understand how you guys, the local, uh, not as intelligent police department, <laughs> he doesn't say it, but. Yeah,
1: there's a condescension the kind of in the voice, yeah.
0: We understand how you could see it that way, but actually, you know, this is indicative of a single killer, and this guy wouldn't be a gang member. Uh, he might have multiple weapons, it might be one killer with multiple weapons. These are detailed, planned out traps. This is not typical that for a gang to do. And the fact that he's taking trophies means that it's yeah. a serial thing.
1: You know? Basically, he's, he repeats everything we heard on the plane and in the first yeah. scene because there's, there's no script here. So they, <laughs> like, no, let's repeat it again. I, I do like the fact that Hotch is just like, listen, dude, yeah. you invited us. We don't just come because you invited us, <laughs> <laughs> right? We looked into it and we found that you were right. And I was actually looking forward to working with you because you're kind of clever. Because you're like, oh, look at this guy figuring out that it's a serial killer. Now you're going back on it. And I get it because Evans out there is probably indicative of your entire force. And then you're out here alone on an island. you know, you're instead of doubling down, you're going to just like oh, i was going to take my losses here. But we did not fly all the way out here on that jet, <laughs> right? <exactly. laughs> so just get back on the jet and turn around. So we're going to stay for a little while,
0: okay? <laughs> Exactly. So they have that conversation. Meanwhile, we cut out to the uh, crime scene we saw from the first scene. And uh, Evans is walking Prentice and Morgan through the little alleyway where the other cop was shot. He points out the uh, for sale sign that you mentioned before, which has a big 12 graffitied on it, which means that the gang called the Twelves. <laughs> I'm glad they could make that connection. Uh, the gang called the Twelves must be responsible for this because there's a twelve.
1: Okay, you know what though? If they're on Twelfth Street, I, I, yeah, and you know they had mentioned in the first year you know, the Rookie Cup they were near Fifteenth or something. So like, okay, if they're from Twelfth Street, that actually does make sense that they call themselves the Twelves. I mean, it's not the most intelligent, uh, creative name, but the, it, it
0: probably is very quite descriptive. So we're we're cool with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Evans also mentions that there is a a leader of the gang of of 12. The gang of 12? What am I saying? The 12s gang. And uh, the leader. I mean,
1: it's just screaming
0: to call them the dozens, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, definitely. (sighs) Why not? But the uh, leader of the gang, his name is Playboy. He's really mad because his brother got shot, and uh, Playboy blamed the police force or whatever and vowed to kill them all. So Playboy is clearly who they're looking for. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Which you know, if you think about it, if they already had that conclusion, then why have they not already brought him in for questioning? Like exactly. that. Like oh my gosh, she's been shot. I think it's Playboy. Well, let's bring Playboy in. Like that would be the 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 step. And I realize it's the very next morning. Um, they're only just seeing the twelves, maybe I guess. But it it just. Clearly Evan's mind is made up which makes him a really bad cop.
0: <laughs> yes. So Morgan is like, well that would be a good good motivation for a killing but uh the dash cam apparently only showed one attacker, attacker and you know gangs usually would not work has worked that way as single. <laughs> That's what they called <laughs> gangs and not guys. <laughs> right. Barry <laughs> <laughs> <Very, laughs> True point. DJ. <laughs> I mean, it's right there in the name. <laughs> but Evans is like, well, you know, Playboy is a tough guy, so you know, he's he's a unique gang banger, as they <laughs> say. It. He would might do something like this, yeah. So, meanwhile, they are. Uh, we're part of the neat thing of this scene is we go from the dash cam. We use the dash cam travel <laughs>
1: method. Yes.
0: Here uh, where we kind of see what's going on 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 the dash cam and they figure out Prentice and Morgan figure out, I should say, because Evans is just stuck on his one theory. But Prentice and Morgan figure out that this guy killed the one cop by the house. And the reasoning for that is because they broke up. And again, Evans is like hurt by this, like, oh, you're saying our cops made a mistake. No, we're just saying that they split up even though yes they aren't supposed to split up but I mean, yes
1: facts facts they split <laughs> up <laughs> we right. watch watch the video i don't know i think maybe the guy with the horns was invited to a tour <laughs> oh watch yeah. the damn video
0: <laughs> so yeah one got killed by the house where morgan was standing and then the other one got killed back out by the car and like i say we see that footage and then we Flash away from the footage and it's Reed watching the dash cam footage. So that was the clever dash cam travel, as it were. They say right away they can't tell who this guy is like from, from the film. And Todd is there. She's like letting them know that, letting the commander, Marks, who's there, know that, you know, it's not just the height and all of that. That's not the only way we identify him. We, we're looking for behavioral traits. Yeah, look at Todd fitting in, <laughs> mm-hmm. picking up the lingo. Exactly, and the commander is like, uh, "So you don't believe it's a gang because of you know your your facts?" Uh, <laughs> 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 and Hotch is like, "No, he did. They did what we would call a signature." Something that did during the murders that wasn't necessary. Let's explain that again. Reed says the unsub took the officers' badges. He's symbolically stripping them of their power and authority. And this act is indicative of someone who is looking to get self-esteem, and that's why they're doing the killing. Hotch says, Yeah, this is not usually something a gang would do. You know, they're not trying to gain confidence. A gang already has confidence, basically. <laughs> and uh Read spot something in the video, the dash cam video. So let's zoom in. Oh, well, yes. I mean, again,
1: that's not how video works. You can't zoom in on the dash cam video and sharpen it up and pull back and like sweep over. Yeah. And, but yes, yeah, so, oh, he lingered. He lingered. What's he doing there? He's lingering. Like, oh, okay. I mean, you could have seen that anyway. <laughs> From, yeah. You know, just without uh, the, the big dramatic 4TV <laughs> zoom in.
0: You don't need to zoom in, right.
1: <laughs> and it's like, it, this isn't the longest video either. So it's not like, okay, wait, stop there, go back. Like, it, dash cam video, what? Someone's there with, like, a little mouse and wee <laughs> Just, <geez. laughs> Ah, but a little bit whatever. silly. Whatever, he lingers, so there's something else. So it doesn't take that long to steal a trophy. What's he doing? I don't know. Okay, there's our mystery, I guess.
0: <laughs> yes. And so we uh, go back into the dash cam so we can travel back to the crime scene. Prentice is like saying, Well, at least now everybody knows <laughs> that this guy is out there. So nobody's going to get caught in a trap again. Nobody could possibly, they're, they're being made aware.
1: We can't go on together with <laughs> suspicious minds. Oh, there's criminal minds, not suspicious minds. Okay, so they can get caught in a trap. You're right. Uh, yeah, here's, again, where the show uh, annoys me uh, sometimes, where it's like, clearly, this was first thing in the morning when they landed, they went to the site of last night's murder, cut to later that night. Nothing happened that whole day? (laughs) Nothing! Nothing of interest happened that whole day.
0: Okay, okay. AJ, oh. go- <laughs> it's okay. the- it's nighttime now. Oh, all <laughs> right. Nighttime. <laughs> so now we're with another cop car, and uh, they're getting a call. Sounds like a typical, some sort of domestic, or not domestic, but some kind of fight scene or something. Check out uh- <laughs> <laughs> So they go to check it out, and again, the area they pulled into is... Was- sort of this weird fenced-in area. It almost looks like a junkyard to me, but whatever. Like It's not where you would think, you know. It's not Given it the description of the call. Yeah. yeah. And uh, through a chain-link fence, one of the cops looking through, and we see what uh, appears to be another guy standing over a body. They, you know, yell at him, hey, freeze! Whatever. And the guy stands up, and it appears that he's set fire to the body. So the cops... Get through the fence. They run over. The um, one cop is yelling at the other one. You go home chase him. You know, go, it's cool for you to chase him. I'll deal with the body. He has a fire extinguisher. I guess he ran back to the car real quick to get yeah, it. I forgot my I, life, my fire extinguisher. It's the same same <laughs> game plan. Yeah. And so uh, he starts to put out the fire. Out. He does it. He reaches over and realizes. Uh, although I feel like we kind of saw this coming. We, the audience, saw it coming. The, oh my gosh! It's not actually a body at all. It's a mannequin with its pants stolen. A <laughs> um, <King the> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the,
1: it's it's a mannequin, and I mean, wouldn't the first thing that happens if you're this cop? I mean, part of my Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's a trap. That, that now is the perfect time to yell. It's a trap. But no, that's not what he
0: yells. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, Uh, Joey! Look uh, out! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I have it written down. Mark, 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 which... Mark, uh, Mark, Mark, yeah. (laughs) It's a trap! (laughs) (laughs) And I find it funny because the commander's name is Mark's, and then Mark Pellegrino was playing the other... Uh. Did they have to name this cop Mark? A lot of marks <laughs> going on here. A lot of marks. But anyway, yeah, so our second cop runs over and gets ambushed as the other cop is trying to warn him. But, of, of course, far too late. He gets ambushed. He gets shot in the throat. The other cop runs over and, and there's a little shootout. But our suspect gets away. But at least I my opinion was, oh, well, at least this cop didn't get shot as well. At least he managed oh, he to had survive. he his gun drawn. That's yeah. the thing. He already had his gun drawn.
1: And the rookie in the first scene didn't even think to pull his gun. <laughs> you know, he's like 50 feet away from the unsub who just shot his partner. And he thinks, eh, I got time. Hang on. Hey, everybody, I need backup <laughs> here because a guy's been shot. Oh, where's my gun? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a sec. I got it. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And that's an experience. I get it. Uh, but yeah, this guy immediately pulled gun. Boom, 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 boom. So yeah. Even though he survives, he's quite sad. At yes. least so, as Bartram's
0: dead, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, okay. So now we're back in the daytime, daylight, and it's the crime scene that we just witnessed. Okay, what, t- what time did this take place? That They're still sitting
1: there. He hasn't even gone to the hospital yet. It's five hours later, two hours later. No. One, when is this? What? T- what is the timeline for this episode?
0: And they haven't told... Apparently they haven't told this guy's cop's family yet because... And why is he the one who
1: has to do it? He's <laughs> yes. there, I don't know what
0: I'm going to say. That, well, that's all right. We got that covered. You don't have to... Yeah.
1: I mean, I get in the grand scheme of things, what will I tell Mark's family that I wasn't there to protect him or how I survived? Survivor's guilt. I, yeah. But he does make it seem like he's got to go right over there and tell them right
0: away. Like, no. Yeah. The key piece of information we get from this scene is Morgan finds out from the cop that this isn't their... Regular beat. They were assigned as additional patrol that night, added just because of the shootings. So that allows Morgan to know, to realize, and he walks over to Rossi and Princess, We don't have to bother Garcia with cross referencing all of the victims. These guys, there's no way that the shooter would know who was coming over. This guy is just luring whatever cops he can can to come to the scene.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- hey good police work. Good, good police yep. work by, by Morgan there. Let's it, it's, it's save our resources. Excellent job. News crews start to show up, so uh, you know, I, I, I'm amazed that the uh, the Phoenix News uh, Department uh, was able to get there so quickly, 17 hours after the cops. <laughs> 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 they're, they're, they're reporting. For, you mean, isn't that usually the thing? It's like they get there immediately and set up. It's like, like,
0: right. No. Let's uh, no. wait <laughs> until the Several they're, hours they're practically
1: best. ready to break up. It's been 17 hours later, it seems. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Morgan points out that, yeah, the the press is there. And uh, that plays into the unsubs need to feel superior, you know, getting all this attention from the media. Rossi is looking at the cops who are gathering. It's almost like they're getting ready to set up a lynch mob with Lieutenant Evans. And uh, he says, well, yeah, that's not our press. Isn't our uh, only problem. And Morgan is like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna try to pin this on some guy named Playboy. Rossi says, yeah, we're probably not going to hold those guys off for much longer. Cut to, smash cut to. <laughs> Immediately, cops, they are, I put rousting up gang members and then I wondered about my English. Is rousting the right word? Rou- rousting,
1: I don't think there's enough there. I think rousting is enough, yes. <laughs> I, w- I would kill the preposition there, not needed. Okay. Take gotcha. my editor, no, I'll take my editor's head off now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they're getting all these gang members and arresting them, and they've arrested Playboy Ding Ding Guest Star Alert Guillermo Diaz, who I remember fondly from the show Weeds. Okay, I would I would go Huck from Scandal, but yes, absolutely, Huck from Scandal. Yes, yes, very
1: also. very uh, prominent actor uh, during this time. Uh, I mean, for uh, for as worried as they were about the riled up cops. Nigh on five seconds ago, before <laughs> the fast mm-hmm. cut, they take him in fairly judiciously. Yeah, like there's there's no there's no roughing up. It's just like, come on in, Playboy. You're under arrest. Please get in the car. Like, <laughs>
0: it's, it's very yeah. cordial. Uh, Evans is cracking jokes. Oh, we're gonna spend some quality time together. You know, <laughs> it, uh, it's almost as if he, he's just basically doing his job. <laughs> yeah. So Evans brings Playboy into the station. And he's saying, I didn't do it. Hotch is there. He's asking the commander what's going on. And Mark says, what's going on is I've got officers getting shot in the streets and being crucified by the press. That's what's going on. And Hutch says, uh, so, OK, so you just went out and arrested the wrong person. <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> All right, no, but here's it, the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. I cannot side with Hotch on this one. Mm-hmm. It's like, look. They don't have any suspects at this point. None, zero. They think it might be Playboy. They actually have pretty good reason to think that Playboy might want to shoot cops. Bring him in. Where is the harm in bringing Playboy in and questioning him? Like, don't come in with the mindset that he's our guy and try to pin it on him. But bringing him in for questioning is not a bad. Like, they got nothing Legitimate. else. Yeah. Legitimate. So I don't yeah. know why Hotch is that upset. Other than Hotch
0: is like, well, I know more than you. <laughs>
1: Which is not, that's not Hodge.
0: It really isn't. Meanwhile, Hodge is like, look, Commander, I understand you're under a lot of pressure, but, you know, this could cause problems. Reed is like, if you bring in another suspect and it draws attention away from the real unsub, he may feel inadequate and start striking sooner just to prove himself. And Rossi points out it's also possible that by accusing a gang member, you're going to actually now have to deal with the gangs. Out there okay. along with everything going on.
1: That's fair. The, the, the what Hotch is saying and what Reed is saying makes no sense. Because it, 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 accurate, this isn't your guy, and you may provoke the unsub by arresting somebody else. Did they think this guy was gonna stop if they didn't arrest Playboy? No, he's gonna keep trying to one-off himself, the rush and you know, accelerating and all that-like all the stuff that he would normally say in this, but we have to catch him quickly because oh my gosh, <laughs> spree killers and blah 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 blah. So I, why are you upset now bringing in the gang member might make the gangs riled up that is true but if you if you talk to playboy for an hour two hours and say you know what it's not playboy we'll let him go you haven't riled up the gangs right. it's, it's like gang members don't normally uh, gang members are doing illegal things they get arrested <laughs> this, is, this is not new yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just poor, this. This is a poorly written episode. I still like the episode, but it's a poorly written episode.
0: <laughs> so Morgan decides he's going to go in there and uh, talk to Playboy. He ha- he asks, and Commander says that's fine. And Morgan goes in there, and he's like, "I know you didn't do it, Playboy." Playboy is like, "Yeah, but why am I here then?" And Morgan is like, "I said I know you didn't do it, but this guy," and he's pointing at Evans. He's he's he thinks he did it. And uh, they don't care about you. And and Playboy is like, oh, but you care about me. And Morgan's like, no, I don't give a damn about you. But I do want to catch the killer, killer. And Playboy is like, I didn't do it. I told you. Morgan says, I think you do know who did it. I don't think you did it, but I think you know who did it. And Playboy is like, I'm sorry, but it wasn't one of us. And Morgan says, "Okay, but maybe it was someone who's been working in your hood, you know, somebody that's been tough, causing you a lot of trouble. And Playboy says, you know what? Yeah, there is somebody like that that you're talking about. And uh, he shows Morgan a tattoo. It's a tattoo of a guy named Bobby Q. And that was his boy that got killed. And Morgan has already explained at this time that they're looking for a white guy, probably older, works alone. Playboy is like, yeah, this guy that you're describing killed my lieutenant, Bobby Q, a couple of weeks ago. He was like my brother. And uh, after a little bit of a scuffle between Evans and Playboy, you know, a little talk, not even a fight, just arguing back and forth with Evans trying to rip into Playboy. Uh, he finally says, look, if I knew this guy's name, he'd be dead already. We don't know who he is, but this is the guy who you're looking for.
1: Yeah, you know, this is actually, I like like this scene a lot. I think it's it's well acted. And I also think it shows Evans as being a good cop. I think the writers wrote this scene intending it to show that Evans is a bad cop. But I actually think it shows that he's actually good at his job. Because Morgan went in and immediately took on the quote-unquote good cop role. Good, Good cop, right. So, of course, he has to be bad cop. I don't think he means most of the stuff he's saying here. I think he's just playing the role of bad cop which makes him a good cop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like he's poking the bear so that, he, he, you know, Playboy has to cling more to Morgan. I, he followed his lead perfectly. They didn't have to discuss the strategy. I, that's why I like this scene, you know. It's like, and, I, and I like Morgan's, so, which is like, you know, ain't no it ain't no banger who did this. It's somebody right. come out of in your hood messing with your control. You're going to let paint you as someone who can't control his own. Like, okay, I like that. Morgan's talking street a little bit. And he gets the answer he needs. And and it makes perfect sense. He's not lying to him. Well, if I know who it was, I'd have killed him.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So I know who it is, but I don't know who (laughs) he (laughs) is.
0: Yeah, exactly. So meanwhile, Hotch uh, interrupts them. He comes in to announce that there has been another shooting. Oh, so they step out of the room. Evans and uh, Morgan step out of the room. And when they get this news, uh, Evans is like, oh, I guess I got to. Cut Playboy loose.
1: Well, And again,
0: right. right response. Okay, it's not Playboy. He was here with us. Someone else
1: just got shot. It's not Playboy. I'll let him go. He did say, no, we got a finger on Playboy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. However, Morgan doesn't uh, want them to let him go quite yet because he thinks Playboy can somehow lead them to their unsub. So he's going to work artist. on him a little bit.
1: If he, yeah. knows, he knows who it is but doesn't know who it is, get a sketch artist. Like, how do you know it's a white guy? How do you know, like, what, you know?
0: There's more to to glean there, absolutely. Meanwhile, apparently the cops have the shooter of the latest shooter that they're talking about pinned down in an apartment building somewhere. So Hotch is going to take Prentice and go check out that scene while uh, Morgan and Rossi stay there to continue working on Playboy. So we cut to the apartment building area that they're talking about, and we see a SWAT guy running along. SWAT SWAT! Apartment roof. Yes. (laughs) And uh, Evans, Prentice, and Hotch pull up, they get out of their SUV wearing their vests. So, you know, it's time for some action and run over to a cop who's kneeling in cover behind a, a cop car, who apparently is the guy in charge on the scene there. Evans is like, Oh, so the guy's in there, you know, looking over at the apartment. The cop is like, Yeah, we got him cornered. We've got people all over the place. He's surrounded. There was a cop called uh, Dawes that apparently followed this guy, and they know who the guy is, a gangbanger named Di- Diablo. Diablo? Diablo. 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 Yes. Uh, he's one of the Lindo Park Assassins. That's a good gang name. See that? That's a gang <laughs> name, yes. <laughs> the Twelves.
1: Um, yeah, the Lindo uh, Park Assassins, but we call them the
0: LPs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, God. So... Uh, But the cop lived that got shot. And uh, so they decide they're going to go talk to him because he's uh, still over there on a stretcher being taken into the ambulance as they speak. So our team goes over to the ambulance to talk to Dawes and and Prentice says, uh, what happened? Dawes says, oh, well, he killed my partner. Uh, We stopped at a light. He came right up to the window, shot Scotty in the head. Then he shot me. Print is like, wait a minute, and Hotch jumps on it too, because he realizes, wait, there's no radio call. No, uh, this guy came out of nowhere. I guess he thought he had us, but luckily a truck came over and he ran, and I I called it in, managed to follow him all over to here. And Prentice and Hotch know that this doesn't track with whoever their killer that they've been looking for is because there was no setup, was no trap, no, no the guy. It wasn't shooting directly in the throat. Uh, the signature. It's, called
1: daylight. It's, <laughs> it's
0: daylight. It's daylight. It's
1: nighttime. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And they throw in that it was a blitz attack because ever since they've explained that to us, they have to now mention it every single time. Um, meanwhile, they're going to try to arrest the guy, but Diablo. <laughs> they're going to try to arrest him. But apparently they're not going to be able to because we hear the loudest shotgun blast <laughs> in Humanity. <laughs> Ever heard and then see in slow motion Diablo? I assume uh, being blasted out of the window of the apartment building. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Um, found him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's just a good opportunity to have everybody be able to give a dramatic face as Uh, they go to commercial break. Absolutely, as they go to a break. As God is my witness, I thought Diablo could fly. So we come back from break, and uh, poor Diablo's body is being wrapped up in a body bag. The team is standing over it, wondering what happened here. And again, Hotch says that, you know, this was not our guy. Uh, Meanwhile, we see a news van pull up, so we know that the troublesome press has arrived. Then we get Morgan calling Hotch, and uh, he's going to let him know that Playboy's lieutenant that got killed was also shot in the neck with the 357 magnum so maybe this is the guy that they're looking for so hotch is like all right that's great got that information calls garcia next to pull everything that uh she can find on diablo and uh then he goes over to commander Marks and says hey can i speak to you for a minute and Marks is like well you know i'm i'm sad that we had to lose another officer and everything but At least now it's over. (laughs) Right?
1: We've caught Diablo. Case closed. (laughs) Freeze frame. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But Hodge says, nope, sorry. It's not really over. Diablo doesn't fit the profile. And Marks is like, oh, are you saying he's not the one that just shot Officer Dawes and his partner? No, 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 that's not what Hatch is saying. You're not paying attention, Commander Marks. Stop being intentionally obtuse.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this uh, unsub, we think, now we think he may be the guy that killed the other lieutenant in the Twelves. Uh, Barbecue! BBQ, yeah. Whatever yeah, well, no, BBQ is,
1: is the man- mannequin, because
0: it's... Says- <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> the mannequin was, was bbq
1: This is Bobby Q. <laughs>
0: <laughs> And so he asks Marx to give him more time, which is kind of weird because I thought they were in charge already. But no, not really. It was still... They're never in charge because the invite can always be revoked. Yeah, but Marx, he doesn't have 24 hours. So he's going to give them four hours. gonna out of, out of the kindness of his heart, he's going to give him four hours. Oh, isn't that on. sweet? <laughs> we cut over back to the police station, and uh, Evans is coming in, and all the other cops are like congratulating him because they're all like, oh, yeah, it's over. It's all
1: We're over having over. a party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This is what we would call the dictionary definition of gloating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evans is knows he has done the job, but Morgan comes over and uh, wants to get the file on uh, barbecue. And Evans is like, hey, you know, it's all over, uh, Agent Morgan. We got our guy. And Morgan is like, uh, no, we didn't. You guys were wrong and we're not wrong. <laughs> Even though Mark Pellegrino seems to be very convinced that this whole thing is over, Morgan informs him no. And guess what? This guy might shoot another police officer. You want to be sitting there all braggadocious and then have another guy get killed? Or do you want to, like, try to do what you can to stop stop it from happening again? Meanwhile, Reed cuts in just to say that the ballistics uh, aren't back, but the preliminary reports that uh, the officer that was just killed was not a three, with a three fifty seven. So this is not the same guy, just in case they needed more evidence. And apparently Garcia has found out that Diablo was arrested before and the last time he got sent away on drug charges for 10 years and he was just released on parole. So what they figure out is Diablo went after the other cop that arrested him and figured he could sort of blend it in with the other murders that are happening and he thought he could get get
1: away with it. Yeah, and I gotta say that's, 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 that's clever. Yeah, I, I like this. Tying up of a loose end. Well, then why did why did he do it? Oh, that makes sense. He he was looking personal. So cool, makes sense.
0: Now Evans is starting to realize that maybe maybe this maybe they haven't got the right guy yet. (laughs) And so Hotch mentions to Rossi, you know, did you find out anything else from uh, Playboy? He says, yeah. Well, they they took a a a trophy barbecue's necklace. So that's just yet another indication. They're looking for the same guy and everything builds. The signatures are all the same. So Hotch figures this has been, you know, worked on. He, he escalated and built up to the latest cop killing that he did. Let's go further back. He calls Garcia, asks her to find any, anything in the Phoenix area that matches the same M.O. as the unsub, but not even just police officers. And Garcia has uh, narrowed the search down, and she's got two cases. The first case they already know about is Robert Quinones, a.k.a. Bobby Q. Bobby Q. (laughs) So they already know about him. Then there's just one other person. He was a bouncer at a bar in downtown Phoenix named Mickey Reese, got killed with the 357 Magnum. And interestingly enough, this, this bouncer was wearing a ballistic vest, so... You know, Garcia makes a joke about them not serving Shirley Temples at that bar. (laughs) And uh, Prentice points out, uh, if this guy is wearing a vest, that could explain how our unsub started shooting people in the throat. Basically, how he came to that, uh, developed that, that way to work. Yeah, if this was his training ground, absolutely. So, cut to a little bit later... Morgan is talking and he says, all right, we've got uh, gangbangers, bouncers and cops. They're all tough targets and the victims, they're all victims that seem capable of defending themselves. And they're basically pointing out that this guy is feeling better and badder as he's going on, getting, gaining more confidence, killing tougher and tougher kills, so to speak, feeling superior. And since he's now killing cops, he knows it's going to make headlines and so they decide that the bouncer was the earliest killing, didn't seem to be thought out, that crime thought out. So he must, he was probably the first victim.
1: Yeah, and when you get to get to the first victim, figure out why he killed the first, then you probably get enough information there. First case, you know, the the unsub's not going to be as crafty and make me make a mistake, leave DNA, something. So obviously that's going to be the best chance to catch him.
0: So we're going to send the team, well, Morgan and some of the guys to the bar, called the uh, Escandalo Cantina. Escandalo. Escandalo.
1: Which could be a cute nod to Hawk on Escandalo. But let me just say, Escandalo Cantina. I would not expect to be playing the redneck country <laughs> music that this mm-hmm. bar is playing, I would expect a little, you know, Cantina. Yes. <laughs> instead
0: of, my wife left me in my Jeep, in my car, in my dog. <laughs> the actor they've hired to play the bartender sort of matches the, uh, the redneck uh, <laughs> bar. Yeah, yeah, bike. Absolutely. Totally. So, yeah, so Morgan's in there talking to them. They're talking about the bouncer. Uh, he's telling them, look, it, it could have been anybody. Yes, he had enemies. He had a ton of enemies. He was a real hard ass. He was always, you know, getting into it with people, making someone mad every night. And they look at the pictures. Rossi points out in the picture that looks like he took quite a beating before he was killed. Do you know who gave him these bruises? And the bartender says, Hey, he didn't get those bruises here. This guy was into some like weird fight club kind of thing.
1: Well, and, and here's the uh, thing. he was always beat up. He dances around. And he's like he was this, this weird group of guys who like to you know hang out and you know exchange some blows and like you know kind of secret on the wink wink hush hush. Was like and Frosty's like you mean a fight club? I'm like we know what a fight club is at this point.
0: <laughs> the movie's been out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He could have just said fight club. Fight club. <laughs> Yeah. So they ask him where the Fight Club is, and we cut over to the Fight Club. See, he's allowed to talk about Fight Club because he's not in Fight yeah. Club. <laughs> I want to say, you know, these actors tried to make it. I mean, they they did their best. But somehow, I don't know, it was like maybe five guys standing around. It wasn't a huge Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it just seemed kind of like... I don't know if something just felt untrue to me. Okay. This. So basically
1: what you're saying, and, and I think, I think I agree with you here that maybe this is two of their regular stunt guys, three cameramen and the right. guest actor who they have to play Beanie, the leader. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, yes. We get this, uh, this quick little fight scene guy gets beat up. ha. <laughs> and then the uh, FBI comes in to, <laughs> Raid! Get on the ground. Get on the ground. It's a raid. And yes, uh, we have someone who just identified as Beanie, but I wrote Weasley looking beat up guy. (laughs) Okay. Weasley looking beat up guy. But this this is
1: another really good get as a guest star. This is Doug Jones, who... He Is in everything. If you have seen a movie where there's a really skinny vampire or some sort of monster or demon, what we do in the shadows or or Shape of Water, he's the monster. Like this guy does weird creatures because he can contort his body in weird ways. He's completely underutilized here, (laughs) right? But it's still a good get.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say he's a good actor. Like you know, I believe. Oh yeah, he can deliver. He's got the goods. Say, he's like saying, hey, you know, we're not breaking any laws here at all. And uh, Evans is there saying, well, you know what? The warehouse is owned by the city, so guess what? Y'all going to jail. <laughs> um, it's like trespassing. Yeah. Oh, we're not arrested for beating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the Weasley guy... Is like we're not hurting anybody except each other.
1: And, <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: except for each other. We're not hurting um, anybody,
1: well, except for each other.
0: <laughs> and Evans is like, nope, I'm still gonna take you in. This is probably more of the good cop, bad cop that you were talking about before, because Morgan is gonna slide in here unless you can help us out, give us some information we yeah. need to know. It's standard gonna. police work. Like this is fine. Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, ask me. And Rossi shows him a a picture of uh, our bouncer and asks if he knows him. And the guy says, oh, yeah, that's Boom. (laughs) I, uh, I heard about what happened to Boom, but I didn't kill him. And they say, no, well, someone who came here did. The guy's like, no way. Boom could take us all out. He was he was a tough guy. Princess says, we're not looking for a tough guy. They're probably looking for somebody that lost a lot of fights. Every fight probably came in here trying to be a man. And then we get this weird little flashback scene in the meantime of it's a mixture of the fights from the Fight Club with presumably our unsub. And then cutting back to perhaps our unsub's childhood, where yeah. perhaps he was in a fight with a, some, a local kid and perhaps his father came along and uh, was disappointed in his performance and started beating on him. So we see all of that in just a quick little
1: I mean, uh, again, this is, uh, this is the type of the flashbacks that I, that I hate. <laughs> speculation within speculation within speculation. And it all, it's all to cover the fact that, basically, Emily is giving the profile for the fourth time this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're looking for somebody that went down so easy that, and everybody in the fight club probably sort of teased him and ridiculed him. And uh, this is probably what led this guy to finally go pick up a gun. So the guy thinks about it and he realizes, oh, yeah, there was one guy who called himself Animal. He lost every fight, kept coming back. He was getting in Boom's face, calling him out. Most of the guys that lose big, they, they just go home. But this guy freaked out. And then we see a flashback of what I guess is the kill scene for Boom, where he sees somebody peeing in the parking lot, and he goes over to do his bouncer job, kick him around, take him out, but it's too late. The guy turns around and shoots Boom.
1: Yeah, so, okay,
0: they're, they're signaling to
1: us that, yes, they're right, an animal is the guy who shot Boom, that, that, so that they're right? But they're, they're showing us still in a speculative video that they couldn't possibly have footage of and that we didn't see beforehand. So they, it just could also be completely wrong. And <laughs> I, I just don't like when they do it.
0: Yeah. Morgan asks what Animal's real name is. And the guy answers that. No names here. Just nicknames like me. I'm Beanie. That's where we learn he's Beanie. And uh, Rossi says, do you know anything about him at all? He has to, Beanie has to explain Fight Club. I guess Rossi is the one who hasn't seen the movie yet. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about Fight Club, basically. And Morgan says, well, let's get a description. Yeah, scrawny white trash. Thought he'd be a whole lot tougher than he was. So Morgan uh, asks Evans to get uh, Beanie set up with a sketch artist. And so they're going to take him off. And uh, so our team gets together and. They wonder what they're going to do. I mean, they, they, they could have known his name. I mean, you know, his name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> we, yeah. We
1: could, have, we could
0: have known his name. But that would have whatever. saved time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Right. bye. So Princess is saying, like, this guy is going to strike again soon based on his escalation timeline. You know, what should we do? And uh, Morgan says, there's really only one thing we can do. And that's the opportunity for us to cut over to Hotch giving a news conference.
1: Which is weird because Todd is there. And yeah. she should at least be standing near him or there should be some sort of transition. Otherwise, why did we hire Colton to be here? Right. I get I, I get that, I get they want Hotch to give the speech. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But she should be standing there.
0: <laughs> right. That's all I'm Agreed. saying. Agreed. Agreed. So Hotch is announcing that the police arrested what they thought was the suspect, but That's not the case. They know the killer is still at large. And there's been a lot of mistakes made here that should have been avoided. And as a result of this, FBI is officially taking charge of this investigation. We've got out a tip line and we're going to release a sketch of the subject to the press. Meanwhile, we cut over to another bar. I assume it's not the same bar. (laughs) We cut over to a bar and uh, our unsub, who we again don't see, but he's sipping on a shot of whiskey, and uh, watching this report. Yeah, so he's watching Hotch basically say, we encourage anyone with information to call in, blah, 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 blah.
1: Yes. Now, I would say it probably was the same bar, just physical set-wise, because they're not going to build a second bar. But yes, it was probably not a (laughs) scandal.
0: Yes. (laughs) And I'm aware that this was their plan. I'm a little surprised that the police department would agree to the plan is going to be, we're going to make it look like you guys are incompetent fools. Okay. publicly. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's,
1: there's so many layers to this. Um, but let's stick a pin in that until, until the end of the episode, because it, it yeah, it, it all has to come together before we can really get into this. So let's, let's continue True. on.
0: True. So basically we're at a profile scene now.
1: Our fifth profile scene of the episode. Todd did, did the, the thing. We had something on the jet. We told Playboy who we were looking for. We told uh, Beanie who we were looking for. This is at least number five.
0: Five. Yes.
1: And it hasn't uh, changed. It hasn't nothing changed. Nothing has changed.
0: Nothing has changed. No. They're looking for a narcissist. He's trying to prove his masculinity. He goes after high-risk targets. We know, we know. He's going to be following the investigation closely. And by us pretending to take over the investigation, we've put ourselves above the local police suggesting we're tougher to take out and we're issuing the unsub a challenge that he won't be able to ignore. And Rossi points out they've painted a target directly on Hotch's back. So Reed mentions all the attacks with the exception of the last one taking place in the 12s territory That's the hunting ground for this unsub. He's not really going to stray from it. And then meanwhile, we see police operators taking all the hotline calls that are coming in from people. And we hear, which is probably what our unsub is, call in and says, oh, it's about your killer, the one from the TV. So Agent Todd comes over to there, says, "Okay, they've got a male caller who says he knows where the unsub lives, fits the criteria. It's in the 12s territory, just off the main street. This could be it. Evans is like, oh, that's it. Let's go. And Hotch is like, no, 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 slow down. Okay, he's probably expecting us, all of us. And Morgan says, uh, yeah, this is his last stand. He's going to want to make it count. Evans is still hot to go. Yeah, but this time we're ready for him. And they say, no, let's first let's uh, call up uh, and check out the neighborhood and so they're able to call up Garcia and immediately get a live satellite image of the address. And uh, Garcia's able to tell there's no uh, activity there, no cars at front, except for one car down the street. No heat registering. Engine must be cool. What says. a great
1: satellite, man, man. Wow. <laughs> she, she's got, she, I mean, she's into the CIA computers or something, man. We haven't seen this since that time they uh, caught the woman uh, inside the storage bin.
0: Yeah. So uh, Hotch is able to say, all right, let's get snipers put here and here. And once they're set up, let's uh, have the bulk of the squad cars approach from south. And the rest of us from the east will go in uh, very quietly. And he says, at this point, everyone else goes forward approaching on foot. And he says, Morgan and I are going to go in first. And Rossi and Princess are going to come up behind us. Uh, You guys stay here, work the tip line. Garcia tells them to stay safe because she's Garcia, and that's, that's what she says. So we see this, all, all this action playing out uh, with Hotch and Morgan leading the way as all the cop cars have pulled up to the scene, and Hotch and Morgan lead the way up to the apartment that they think it is. And then we cut to a little bit later, momentarily after that, they come out looking disappointed, and Commander Marks is like, oh, it was a false alarm. And Hotch says, uh, "Yeah, we knew we would get some, so they're, they're going to wait. It could be a long night." Hotch says, "You know, you might want to put your officers into different shifts." And then we cut back to the parking lot at the police station, and Hotch is getting out of his SUV and he's on the phone. And then we cut to a first-person view from the uh, the car, another car in the parking lot, watching intently as as Hotch gets out of the car. He gets out and sort of sneaks along, sort of following on the side as Hotch is walking along. And there's a conveniently parked news van that Hotch walks in front of. So when the guy is following from behind and turns the corner to be like, aha, Hotch is not there. And instead, Hotch is right behind him. And it's a trap. It's a trap. trap. Uh, Morgan runs out and grabs him. They all grab him ha ha, we caught you. Uh, Morgan is like, you're done. Let's go. So they had, it was their plan all along to...
1: Yeah, so now, now, now let's let's go back. So let let me understand, this is the plan they came up with. Yes. Hotch is going to go on TV and say, hey, police department sucks. I'm in charge now. Me, 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 me to put the target on him. Which is fine. I I get why he's doing that. that. That... that makes sense to me, okay? Then we go to the profile meeting where it seems like he's telling them for the first time why he did that, and they don't seem upset that he did that, but they get, now they're explaining like, all right, we put the target on Hotch because you know it's a bigger target, elevates, and, and really, you know, it'll ensure that he'll attack us and not you, takes the heat off you. Like, okay, but you could have told them that. Right. Right. They probably should have told them that before you went on TV. And clearly you didn't, otherwise you wouldn't be bringing it up here. Or maybe told—maybe they told Marx, and Marx was cool of it. Now they're just letting everybody else know. Okay, fine. But the tip comes in. And suddenly they call Garcia and say, Hey, Garcia, is it possible for you to get us a satellite image so that we can see whether or not this is uh, for real or if it's maybe a decoy? They would have already told Garcia, hey, we're going to get a tip, and we're going to ask you for a satellite image, which I would buy more for her having it ready to go. (laughs) Uh, Okay, as opposed to Reed just coming up with the idea on the spot, call, oh yeah, clickety-clack, here you go. Like, that doesn't make sense. And then your plan is to go to what you are pretty sure is the diversion so that you can come back and have Hotch by himself walk like the unsub could have shot from a distance i know right. he's a neck shooter but there's no guarantee mm-hmm. to ha- walk around the corner and then sneak back double back get him from behind and then suddenly morgan and prentice appear out of nowhere right? right. <laughs> out of nowhere to be seen i don't know where they were, were they hiding under the truck i don't know <laughs> and again all of this without telling the phoenix pd look we're gonna go to the scene <laughs> And check just, yeah. just to be sure, but we're probably not. And then when we come back, here's what we want to do. You scout out the cars in, in, in advance, have extra guys ready just in case we miss. Like something more than Hutch turns the corner, doubles back, and goes, ha-ha, so we can spook the audience.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and you are 100% right. It's clear they didn't tell... It didn't filter down because they have to explain their plan to Evans in the in the next scene. Right, it's like the world. World. So yeah. you mean to tell
1: me this is a diversional? You guys are great. You guys are great. Yeah. Love you. I did. This is this is the dumbest plan. It is a horrible plan. It is horrible. Uh, it, it, what? No, no. <laughs> I believe Hutch would do it. I believe Hachu put himself in harm's way. This is not the first time that he's done this. You know, we had the, the LDSK shooter, where, you know, like, uh, hey, get hit me, hit me. Like, you know, but there was something going on there in the background. where you move the people out of the way and yet, you know, seeking a secret code to read kind of thing. This is just like, all right, I'll tell Morgan and Prentice so they can, they can be my second and third backup. But not any of the cops who are sitting in cars all around me to get out and shoot this guy before he shoots me. Yeah. (laughs) Which they would Uh, willingly do because he has killed three police
0: officers. mm -hmm. I feel like you have disproven the old saying, you can't argue with success because I (laughs) would argue with that success. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) But
1: wait, there is (laughs) more. Please finish this episode because this is not how the episode ends.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Not at all. So... As I said, we have the quick scene of, of Morgan explaining the whole plan that they had to Officer Evans, Lieutenant Evans, and uh, Evans is like, "Oh, you know what? You guys are brilliant. Thank you." So we have a chance for Morgan to say, "No, you know what? It was all of us. We all worked together. Thank you. We we did this together." do this together even though we didn't tell you shit about it. Even though you had no idea <laughs> <laughs> And then in a scene that, I don't know why, but it made me sort of flash to Die Hard when uh, at the end of the movie <laughs> when Bruce Willis and Bonnie are, are, are walking and we think it's all over and, uh, and, and all of a sudden, good enough who somehow managed to survive a hanging, uh, <laughs> comes down and screams, starts screaming and and and, and aims a gun. But uh, but Papa from Family Matters, uh, Papa, <laughs> that's his big hero moment. That's what this moment reminded me of. I, I, I don't know. Okay,
1: well, it's not a Reginald Bell Johnson hero moment, though. This is Jack Ruby, <laughs> Healy Harvey Oswald, man.
0: Yes, because meanwhile... Even though there was no reason that he had to be there uh, at all, our, our man Playboy is there, and he has uh, pulled out a gun, and we hear somebody yell, No, Playboy, no! I just thought it was a funny sound cut that came up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I couldn't tell who it was, but like it was clearly put in after they uh, had already gotten the footage. And uh, yeah, he shoots down...
1: Up. <laughs> playboy shoots animal, animal.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, playboy shoots animal uh <laughs> there's a
1: sentence you didn't think you're gonna say when this
0: episode started uh, yeah and and he's just smiling after the fact he's gotten his revenge yeah. like you said
1: a there's no reason for playboy to be there yeah. this is not like they arrested him somewhere else and brought him in they just arrested the guy <laughs> And we're bringing him into the to the station, and Playboy happened to be there for some reason to shoot him without really knowing that this was the guy because it just happened. Like I, or was it later? And they're just bringing him out with no protection and not through the back door like they always would do these things into a squad car. Just like oh, let's walk through the people. Like none of this makes any sense. Uh it shows poor, again, poor police work from Phoenix. Yeah. Um to do it this way, but like right right in the path of Evans and Morgan having a casual chat, too. Like none of this makes any sense. It's just for the for the shock value of Playboy getting his revenge and then they right. arrest Playboy no problem, uh, you know, cuz he gladly goes down to get arrested.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's as long as he got his revenge for his boy getting killed. He's fine with going to jail for the rest of his life. Yeah, ha, ha,
1: ha, I ain't soft.
0: <laughs> that's what happens when you mess
1: with the twelve. Oh god, twelve. You uh, know what twelve is,
0: Kintad? You know what twelve is? Ten to
1: fifteen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good one. And so that's not the end of the episode. Again.
1: No, no, there's more.
0: Because we see uh, Morgan and Hotch getting ready to leave, but then Morgan says, you know what, Hotch, I'm going to stick around for a little while. And uh, he's looking at the at the cops while he's doing this, and Evans, uh, not Evans, he's w- looking at the cop whose partner was shot, finally telling the family, or talking to the family,
1: I guess. <laughs> Why are they there? Why are Why, they there? What? I don't know, AJ. <laughs> Let's bring the little boy to the the scene here. Come celebrate. Oh, because 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 poor little Sam brought a gun, he was going to shoot Animal. Damn it, I want to get to him first!
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Morgan sees them, and that gives us enough, enough information to know why it makes sense when we now cut over to the funeral of the cop that was shot. It's the whole, well, I'll call it a military funeral, even though it's cop, but... They get the flags and all that stuff and hand it to the wife. It's a for your service kind of funeral. Right. And uh, Morgan being walked up and introduced to the family. Hi, this this, uh, is uh, his family. This is Mrs. Cunningham. He says, I'm sorry for your loss. He thanks him. And then he talks to the kid. Hey, Sam, we got the bad guy who did this. Your father was a hero. Don't you f- ever forget that. And the little boy looks at Morgan and instead of going, what are you talking about, Willis? He goes... Uh, <laughs> and you are... <laughs> yeah. He says, thank you, and he, and he shakes Morgan's hand. And as we are leaving that scene, we get our quote again from Morgan. For he who today, who sheds his blood with me, shall be my brother, William Shakespeare. And end of show that's it end of episode so i mean
1: (laughs) i asked you early one of the trivia questions or the 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 prediction questions i gave you earlier in 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 the this uh pundit's run was to guess how many funerals we were going to attend uh personally and i consider this a morgan attending personally uh to the funeral, because he didn't have to be there. It wasn't like a stakeout or anything. I'm not counting stakeouts, but he chose to come. This will be number three, okay. third funeral that we've seen. Uh, we haven't had one since uh, two. We had two of them in season two. Now we're our third. You particularly nine, so well on pace. Mm-hmm. Well on pace for that. Um, why? Why did Morgan go to this funeral? I understand why Morgan wanted to go, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the scene of, ah, you know why my father was a cop and I saw him die and I'm, I, I was a cop in Chicago Island, brothers in arms, brothers in arms. Even though he didn't right. say brothers in arms, but okay, I get it. But why, 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 why why, yeah. why, why? Hey kid, I'm a guy you've never met before. Your father was a hero. I'm sure he's going to hear that from everybody today. Morgan saying it is only service for Morgan. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Nah. He could have said it to the kid right then and there. He was at the thing. Hey, hotch, give right. me a minute. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Yeah. I didn't know your father, but we caught the guy, and he was a hero, and don't you ever forget it. Right. Done! Yep. And then Morgan
0: doesn't have to fly back commercial. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you skipped out on your free flight on your company plane. <laughs> Yeah, it's like okay. Well, you can
1: you you can stay back, but we're flying back tonight. We ain't stay one more ass in the La Quinta Inn. Like, come on, man. Uh, I just uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, good point. I, I just, good point. Again, it made I, I, the the number of guest stars in this episode. Some of the scenes with Morgan and and uh, Guillermo Diaz, and you know, even the stuff with Evans, I thought was 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 well written. It's just the plot let us down this week, and that that last scene was just just really just there to make make uh, the the 55 to 72 crowd who watch CBS cry (laughs) yeah
0: oh boy well uh AJ let's go to our barometer as we do at the end of each episode and uh determine if the team won or lost the case the episode for this week uh what do we think on this one AJ
1: uh, I mean, I guess the Miami Dolphins can pop their champagne because <laughs> this is the end of the perfect season, man. <laughs> L, L, sure they caught the unsub, sure. But as you said, we can't be results-oriented. And <laughs> this plan in no way, shape, or form should have worked. Their strategy was stupid. I don't blame them for taking as long as they did to find out who he is. But really, if he had not called it in... Uh, they would not have caught him, and even though this, they didn't kill him the police. Like he should be dead. He, sh- Hot, should be dead. This guy should have decided. You know, yeah, yeah. My, my, M O. is shooting the neck, but I can do that quite, quite as well with a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And then on top of it, for them to to Jack Ruby the unsub, so that he doesn't <laughs> even get sent to trial. Uh, no, no. This is just this was an L. Sorry, I ain't buying it.
0: All right, so finally this season we get a, a loss for the team.
1: I mean, 7-1-2 uh, is still pretty good. Uh, you know, that's yeah. a really good percentage. It's 80% for the season. Uh, so, yeah, good on them. But uh, let's see how, how uh, <laughs> this goes over the next few weeks if we suddenly get hit a streak.
0: <laughs> All righty. Uh, so speaking of future episodes, what else would do we like to do here on Filoni's Pundits is a little teasing it out. Give a little, uh, what I like to think of as a quiz, a guess game. Uh, I, guessing how, game. Guessing game,
1: yeah, yeah, it. yeah. There's, there's no trivia knowledge here anymore. We, we just want to get right to the nitty gritty, because uh, this is my fun thing to see if I can stump you and have you guess the wrong thing. Uh, when I ask you the one and only question on the table, Katad. Mm-hmm. what will the plot be for next week's episode? Criminal Minds Season 4. Episode 11, entitled, Normal. Normal is the name of our episode. Here are your choices, sir. I ask that you listen carefully and choose accordingly. Is it A? Agent Todd starts to have a breakdown as she realizes this murder around her is a little too much to handle? Is it B? We've got a heat wave in Oklahoma and the body count is rising faster than the mercury. Is it C? Nobody seems to suspect that the serial killer on a spree in Wisconsin is that mentally challenged kid over there. Or is it D? Road rage is on the rise in California, and a lone gunman of sorts takes center stage.
0: Hmm. AJ. (laughs) Yes. I... First of all, just in terms of looking right, I'm I'm hoping we're not going to go with choice C. Because I I, I don't want to see that. Choice A... While intriguing, I don't think Agent Todd has a problem with all the killings around her. She's in the damn BAU. That's <laughs> like, you know, come on. If you have that problem, you picked Agent Todd picked the wrong line of work. She doesn't seem like someone who has picked the long line of work to me. So that leaves me to choose between B and D. And I believe Of those two, the one that sounds like a more plausible episode of the show to me, although they both sound plausible, is choice B, the Oklahoma Heat Wave. Oklahoma Heat Wave is your guess.
1: Thinking that we wouldn't possibly have an episode where we treat a serial killer with equal opportunity to include perhaps a mentally challenged individual. Well, we're not gonna do that in season four, but we will do that at some point, down the line. I'm sorry, sir. No, no, no. Because you picked the wrong answer when there are two, two correct answers for this week. It is both road rage in California and an Agent Todd Breakdown, both on tap next week when how can what we witness on a weekly basis be normal?
0: Uh, well, you know. <laughs> I don't think I've been right once. I, I, have I been right once this season? I don't know, but... Actually, I, you're, do, you're
1: doing quite well. You were four and five up until this one. Uh,
0: I'm ashamed of myself. I didn't think, it, I felt more, more sure of Agent Todd being just like on point than, than anything. That was the one I felt the most sure of, a little disappointed. And then i mean, of course, you know, I'm not
1: saying she, I'm not saying she doesn't, you know, get through it. I'm just saying she breaks down. That's all. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You'll, we'll have to wait and see. By the way, there was a little clue as to our guest star there when I say a lone gunman of sorts, but that's, uh,
0: yeah, I'll just, was, I'll
1: just tease it out
0: there for that. I, I, I uh, think I might be able to figure out the X factor in that clue. and
1: We shall see. We shall see. Figure that out.
0: Uh, anyway, folks, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Uh, we hope you had a great time. As usual, I will say, please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And... Be sure to spread the word and let your friends know about us. You can also write to us at pundits at gmail.com. That, that is ex- exists. It is a thing. <laughs> and uh, we have a Twitter at podcast underscore pundits. That too exists. Uh, for AJ Mass, this is Kentad guard saying goodbye and keep profiling. Wheels up.
1: Someday you'll return to your valleys and your farms, and you'll no longer burn to be brothers in arms. Dire Straits.